Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Welcome to Headliner Radio. Today I'm here with Andrew Cushion to talk about his journey so far and his latest single, Just Like You Want Me To. Hi, Andrew. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Uh, where in the world are you joining us from? So today I am in Vienna. Uh, we've got a day off today and then we do a show tomorrow with Louis Tomlinson. Um, but yeah, it's good. We've got a day off. It's like boiling hot. I'm going to go sit by a pool. Wicked. Probably drink too much wine. <laughs> and then, um, and then yeah, and then, and then play an amazing show tomorrow. It's good. I love that. You are living the dream. Well, um, someone's got you. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Um, so what have you been up to the last few months? So we've well, we've we've just been touring. Um, so we've done two and a half weeks across Europe now. Um, before that, we've done just under two months in America. Um, again with Louis, and then we've done a couple of festivals in the middle. So I've been on the road now for about three three and a half months, but it, 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 probably just just clearing three months. Um, but it's good. It, we've done America, and then the ones in between they were all acoustic. So it's nice to be back on the road with a band and uh, like a little bit more crew and it's, uh, you know there's a little bit more of that togetherness I think on this one, um, but yeah it's good we've just been gigging relentlessly and then we get off this tour on the twenty first I think I get home and then we start my UK tour after that and I think we go till December this year so I think we're doing about one hundred and twenty odd gigs so it's good it's wow. a busy year yeah busy are you enjoying it how's it going so far. I'm loving it, man. I'm just, I'm loving seeing it. This is the first time I've ever been into Europe, even like for like a holiday or anything like that, you know. So being able to see new places um, and meet, you know, so many new people as well. All, all the fans that are coming to these um, sort of Louis shows are, are amazing. So it's nice to sit and interact and, 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 and talk with them as well. Um, uh, yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. The 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 voice is taking a bit of straining, mm. but that's just, you know, that's just using it every day. That's always going to happen. But we're, uh, we're uh, sort of managing okay. And, and, and everybody's enjoying it and nobody's killed each other yet <laughs> thank god thank, thank god, god. Yeah. <laughs> okay um so i know this seems like ages ago now um but how did the pandemic affect you as an artist um well it was so, so we were just beginning to pick up a little bit of momentum then so yeah. we were signed to um we were signed a part of universal as well and then the lockdown came and we had loads of gigs booked in the lockdown i was still learning my craft at this point as well i hadn't been gigging for that long mm. so we were going to use the next 12 months to just absolutely like get me gigging everywhere you know really really you know come like into me own like on stage and then obviously the lockdown came and nobody was allowed to leave the house we, yeah. um the 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 record deal ended um and we did i mean i suppose it was the same for everyone when everything came to a standstill i think the beautiful thing that came out of it though was all of the writing so i wrote a lot of the songs that are on my my new record mm-hmm. um i also got the opportunity to do a song with noel uh, gallagher in the studio because he had a bit of time on his hands um yeah. and i think it's it, it's showing now that everybody um who who was who was getting a bit of success now? Bands like the Lathams and bands like the Ratings, who have done immensely well. Um, they were all grafting through the lockdown as well, you know. So we were writing all the time. I think there was a lot of people that just sat back and, and kind of didn't do anything and just waited for everything to blow over. Where we were still working all the way through it, you know. Mm. And I think everybody who, who who worked through it and wrote and done like the little gigs on a Friday night where you'd you'd, you'd go live on Instagram or you'd done your quizzes or your podcasts or whatever. 
um, you know, all, all of all of those people that done all them things are now, you know, sort of reaping the benefits from it now because the 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 the, the, the demand for them is, is still there. So yeah. yeah. Without yeah. rambling too much, I was still quite busy. <laughs> <laughs> you are a busy guy, it sounds. Um, so you mentioned just then um, that you got to write with Noel Gallagher. That was was that on your song "Where's My Family Gone"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, yeah, tell me about that. Yeah. So it was that song was wrote um, one of my first ever gigs, wrote in the dressing room in a show in Leeds. Um, and then we were looking for a producer for it anyway. That, that, that was always going to be the third single. And then we built up a little bit of a relationship with Noel anyway. And my manager emailed him and said, can you recommend any producers for this song? Sent him the demo. And he just replied and said that he'd do it. And it was like, oh, wow. wow um, yeah. So within like two weeks, the ball was rolling. We had a studio booked and we were, we were using, you know, the high flying birds on it. And Noel was playing on it. Um. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. All good. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was a proper pinch me moment. Mm. But it was, um, it was great fun. Like it was great fun, and we've still got that relationship going now. You know, between me and all, we still have a a, a a nice relationship. I'd like to think, although he does hammer Newcastle quite a lot. I do have to say. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Um, so when when did you start music? How did it all begin for you? Um, so I started. Playing the guitar when I was 16. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't do my first gig till I was 18, but I was writing from about the age of 16 as well. Like, it was just, I mean, I imagine 95% of the songs were awful, but it was, um, I, I don't know, I became quite obsessed with the idea of of, of, of writing lyrics, and I, I became very in tune with, like, Bob Dylan and Donovan and Neil Young and, and kind of artists like that where, you know, the, the, the phrasing on words is, is quite an integral part of their songs, and... I don't know. I just became quite obsessed with the idea of, of writing and, and singing in my own way. And by the time that I turned 18 and I'd done my first gig and I, I, I walked off stage, it was like, yeah, I, this is kind of what I want to do for the rest of my life now. So five years down the line, luckily, this is what I'm doing. So um, hopefully it's, 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 it's going to last because I'm still just as obsessed now as, um, as, as I was when I was 16, you know? Yeah, definitely. Love that. Um, so, what would you say um, for you at this moment is your biggest performance? Like, one that's really, really stuck with you? Um, there's been some amazing ones. Man. I've played some such iconic venues. So, um, obviously, thanks to sort of Louis Tomlinson for, for, for taking... So, we, we just got back from America, as we were saying before. Mm. And um, in some of the shows that he was doing out there was such a pleasure and a privilege to be on the same bill as him, man. Like, we've done Hollywood Ball played like, like the MGM Grand right beside Fenway Park and it was like so a, a lot a lot of them are like first time in America pinch me moments and then not only are you supporting Louis Tomlinson but you're also playing on these amazing stages as well you know some of the ones in England as well like we've done Leeds and Redden Festival that, like, so that was nice first time we've done that um, like Isle of Wight as well like, so, so some of the big yeah. festivals I, I, can't, I take them all man is is especially if it's somewhere I've never been, I think they're all especially each other. So the last two, we played two arenas in Poland, in uh, Wuch and uh, in uh, uh, Krakow. And they were like, it was unbelievable. Like the reception that we got was, it was amazing. Um, so every time I'm playing in somewhere new, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that's the best one. And then I'm playing somewhere new again and I'm going, no, that's the best one. So it's changing every day at the minute. But it's good, though. It just shows that we're playing some unbelievable venues and unbelievable places. Yeah, exactly that. Okay, so I want to take it like a little bit back. 
What did you grow up listening to and what kind of artist, you know, did you look up to? Is it the same now? Like, do they match or is it has it changed over the years? Um, a, a lot of it's still the same. I was I was brought up on probably like a lot of kids. I was brought up on on, on what my dad sort of listened to yeah. now, you know. So, uh, like Paul Weller, um, obviously like Oasis and the mm. and all that kind of stuff. But then my dad was a big fan of like um, sort of Damien Rice as well. Yeah, who I was I was I was I was listening back to some of these sort of records uh, like the last few days as well. And like some of them ones are, are, are really special. I'd, I'd be quite interested to see if I could do something like that on on, on sort of one of my records. So. I'm still I'm still quite in tune with everybody that I was into when I was younger. Obviously, I'm I'm, I'm into different bands and stuff. Now. I'm a big fan of Fontaines. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I suppose it's it's kind of always stayed the same. It's kind of been a bit of a constant. But there's a couple of new bands that are coming around now that I'm like, yeah, they're they're, they're sort of pretty cool. Yeah, and what artists do you draw inspiration from as an artist yourself? Um. Quite tough one, actually. Uh, yeah, you've stumped us. Um, <laughs> I suppose it's it's since I started writing, like it's still the same sort of thing. It's still that Bob Dylan and Neil Young, and yeah. um, I think from a from a writing point of view, Definitely. those those are the people that I'm probably going to, you know, take inspiration from for the next few years. Anyway, you know, uh, from a performance point of view, I'm learning so much from from sort of watching Louis every night. You know that that mm. that guy's an insanely good performer. Um, so between taking things from different people's live shows and also being inspired by, you know, sort of writers that I've grew up listening to, um, I'm just trying to take little bits from everyone and trying to bring them into my own style and then try and improve and become the best the best artist that I can be as well, you know. But I think I'm taking inspiration from a little bit of everyone at the minute. No, I love that. Love that. And <laughs> when it comes to writing, where do you get your inspiration from? Is it like your own experiences, things going on around you, other people? Yeah, I think uh, especially in the early days, because I was, uh, you know, there was a few things that happened. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not obviously not going to do it, but there was a few things that happened where you know I've got a lot of songs about that, and I'm not one of those people. Um, yeah, everybody deals with things in their own way, I suppose. But I'm I'm not one of them people that can go and see a therapist or anything. I'm just not just not in tune with that kind of stuff. I I, I very rarely <coughs> talk about any kind of issues or anything like that. My my. My therapy and my scapegoat was has always been the guitar, you know. For some people, it might be, you know, playing football for ninety minutes and kind of taking their mind off it that way. So, whenever I was going through anything traumatic or anything a little bit shit, I was more inclined to write about it. Just, you know, because I didn't want to say it, so I was still it was still a, a way of expressing it in, in in a way of getting it out. I also think it was quite healthy as well because out of those traumatic times came some pretty, you know harrowing but also pretty special songs songs like four and a half percent for example which um like the subject matter of that is really dark and it's still a stu- like tough song to sing mm-hmm. um but it's like I, I, whenever i play them type of songs um people do seem to get a little bit from them as well you know and, and people can relate to the stories in the songs and all that kind of stuff which is it's a nice thing for me because i know that people have gone through the same sort of thing but i also think it's nice for those people listening as well to be like okay, well, I'm not the only one feeling like this, but, you know, somebody's actually wrote a song about how I'm feeling as well. Yeah. So um, I think I owe it to myself and I owe it to everybody to continue to play them songs. Definitely, yeah. I think that's, like, one of the main things about music, isn't it? It's like <laughs> being a therapist but not even realise you're being a therapist. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. I think it's, um, 
it's that famous sort of null core anyway. It's like nobody forgets the way that you made them feel. And, um, and if you can make people feel through music, then then you know that you're onto a winner. Mm-hmm, definitely. And what's your process like to write in a song? Um, it, it swings and roundabouts, really. I mean, sometimes for this, uh, for example, on this tour, I've wrote, wrote about three new tunes. One of them needs a little bit of work, but one of them came from noodling with a guitar and coming up with a melody and then putting words in it. Another one came from me just sitting in the van writing poems and then, you know, putting a melody behind a poem. So I can I can work anyways, you know. I've I've got a song on the record that was written on the back of a bass line with, with, with no guitars. So it's like, I think I'm definitely improving as a songwriter that I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still a long way to go. Like, I'd love to learn the piano and all that, but I can kind of write from any angle, I could, I, you know whether it's poetry and then putting the music to it or whether it's noodling with a guitar and then working out some um, some of our words around it. Yeah, you're like a hybrid in the industry. <laughs> I'll take that, I'll take that. <laughs> um, so what what song of yours is, like, would you say is your absolute favourite? I know this is quite a hard question for a lot of artists, but... Oh, that is a hard question. Uh at the minute, I'm loving playing the latest single, which is called Just Like You Want Me To, because I've been trying to teach the crowds the, the, the words every night for the chorus. So we've had quite a lot of people singing it back. And considering it's only been out for like two weeks, that's been really, really special. So that's probably my favourite at the minute. Yeah. Um, it just it changes changes every day with me. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I forget where I am. I forget what I'm doing. And I forget what, 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 what songs are my favourites. They're the, they're the three common things in my life. Love that. Love that. <laughs> um so what would you say is your proudest moment so far as a musician my proudest moment mm-hmm. i'm incredibly proud of what we're doing now like supporting sort of louis tomlinson across america and across europe is such a pleasure and a privilege and i'm so grateful to louis and all of his team and i, I haven't got the I, I really haven't got the words to show me sort of gratitude but um i'm incredibly incredibly proud of what we're doing now first time going to america playing some astonishing and beautiful venues and also being able to share the bill with Louis. I think that's possibly one of my most proudest moments to date so far. Yeah, fair play. Um, and what would you say is your most challenging? Hmm. Most challenging moment? Yeah, so far. Uh, I'm constantly losing passports, which is becoming a real pain in the arse. Um, <laughs> yeah, just don't stop losing things, Andrew. Just like stop losing things because I'm losing everything. Everything I put down in the van goes missing. That is not good. You you need that passport. Yeah, I know. It's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but it always turns up. So I'll tell you a story. So I lost it. So when we were we were flying from Phoenix to somewhere else anyway, and because it was inland America, you don't need to show your passport. Obviously, it's like flying in in in, in England. So I went through. I showed my passport for security. I still had to put it in the little sort of bucket but i knew that i didn't need it to get onto the plane once i was in the terminal so i've left it in the little security bucket flew to the next place five hours away didn't realize i lost my passport for about three days and then we had like 10 days till we had to get like till we had to fly back to england um and i've just got my visa put in this passport and stuff by the way so it's like it's the most important thing in my life on like across this tour it was the most important thing in my life we had to get in touch with security companies we had to get it shipped over to new york and it arrived like the day before we flew home it was an absolute catastrophe and i've totally hold i totally hold myself to blame (laughs) (laughs) um i call that lucky bad luck 
Lucky bad luck. And, 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 and what, what what does that mean? <laughs> well, bad luck is that you lost it and you only got it back the day before, but the luck is that you got it back the day before. <laughs> <laughs> and what's that called? Lucky bad luck. Lucky bad luck, yeah. I'm going to steal that. That, that, that. That's good in one of my songs. <laughs> um, royalties, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. So let's talk about your latest single, Just Like You'd Want Me To, which is on your album that's coming out on the 29th of September? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, cool. So what's the story behind the song and, like, what was the writing process behind that single? Um, so I've had that song for about 18 months and I never really done anything with it. I sent it to a couple of producers. We um, we uh, got it demoed, um, but it just wasn't really working. Mm. The story of the song is it's about having a bit of resilience and about not giving up. And I think... Um, you know, there's some lines in the verses, um, you know, the guitar I hold seems broken, but the strings still sing along, um, you know, something else. And then the crowd think nothing. I should really remember my own lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like, it's about performing and putting on a bit of a brave face, but you know, deep down that, you, you, you know, you, 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 you're sort of struggling. But then by the time it gets to the chorus, it's like, won't you see me now? I'm stood here smiling. It's like, I think it's about showing a little bit of resilience and, and knowing that better days are going to come. I think that's the, it's probably one of the main words for that record, I think, is hope. I think I try and round up, because there is a couple of dark songs on there, and there's a couple of personal ones, but I try and round everything off with a little bit of hope, and I think we've got the, I think we've got a good balance of that on, on, on the record, and we've definitely got a good balance of it in Just Like You'd Want Me To. Yeah, definitely. Um, And you said earlier that you've really got a good response so far. Yeah. And, and you're loving that, yeah? Oh yeah, oh mate, it's amazing, man. It's like, um, yeah, we we we've we've had torches up every night, and as I say, there's been fans like sort of singing along, and it's it's been so beautiful to see. Man, I think the best thing um, as an artist is is hearing your words, you know, get sang back to you, you know. And 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 we've been so fortunate on 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 this tour that we're performing for an amazing fan base, and they're really getting behind everything. Um, and it, it's so beautiful to see, and it, it's it's bringing me close to tears every night. I've got um I, I, I have got to admit it, it's it's just a really, really special and, 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 and beautiful thing. Well, I love that for you. Um okay, so and that's obviously as I just said, it's on your new album, um, Waiting for Rain, um, which is out on the 29th. And how how how's that been? Like the the process of getting it ready to get out? Are you excited? I'm buzzing, I'm, I'm nervous. Um, I'm excited and I'm, I'm very, very overwhelmed by all the support that I'm, I'm, I'm having for the singles. And, you know, it's becoming, um, it's becoming very, very real now. We're like 17 days away, like mm. from today. Yeah. And we're like just over two weeks away from the record. Um, I'm just, I'm just very nervous. I, I, I know, I know who's releasing that week, and it's going to be a tough chart battle as well. Mm. Which, you know, I've never, I've never been involved in a chart battle. So trying to push it to the best possible place, we're going to give it everything we can to get a top ten. Really, really going to push the ball out for that. Um, and yeah, which is, we're all excited. We're all excited, but we know that there's like an expectation now because I think we've made a very good record. There was a lot of people who put a lot of trust in me. Louis partnered with the promotion of the album. We've got Pete Doherty who's funding it with the record label. Um, you know, we, we sat in Rockfield for, you know, two, two weeks, which is an iconic studio. We went to the Libertine studio to finish it off. We're now doing all these beautiful gigs to, to, to promote it. So there is, 
there is a bit of expectation and we've just got to try and live up to that expectation and it's 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 only going to come from people enjoying the record and 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 you know at the end of the day it's it's the fans that can make a success we, we, we've done everything we can now but i'm just going to push it as much as i can across the socials and like i say hopefully people enjoy it and and and, and get something from it definitely i'm sure they will i'm sure they will um and lastly um what what else have you got coming up that you can tell us about so we've got obviously the album's coming out that's the big one and we've yep. got a couple of in stores so we're going to be doing the first ever signings as well which is going to be pretty mm. mad um and then we go on my uk tour which is the waiting for the rain um so album tour and then i think we gig till december the 16th i think we've got another couple of little bits in europe that are unannounced um and then next year, we're, we're, we're massively, massively fully booked. So we're probably going to go and make a second record, I think. Um, go and tour, hopefully get back to a, uh, so hopefully get back to America and, and, and do my own gigs over there, which will be insane, take the band out. Um, hopefully come back into Europe, do some more festivals. Um, keep on building a bit of hype in the UK as well. And, 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 and you know, try, just try and cover as many markets as we can, I think. And then hopefully by the end of the year, maybe put out a second record or... Who knows? I mean, if, if 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 this one does well, we we could still be touring the the, the sort of first record, you know. So yeah, we're just going to wait and see what happens. But we've got plans in place for um, a lot of shows. We just need to see where we stand in the next. I suppose we'll know in the next month whether it's it's a case of um, touring the first album again or going and doing the second record. Nice, wicked. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. You've been an absolute <laughs> pleasure to talk to. Thank you very much for having me, man. I'm now going to go and sit by a pool in the boiling hot, in the boiling heat, sorry. Yeah. Um, definitely get sunburned and probably drink too much wine. Love wine, though. You can never drink too much wine. <laughs> Have a lovely... You can. Well, there is definitely a limit on how much wine you can drink. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I never seem to, to you know, hit it or find it. <laughs> I, I love go that. Nice one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, enjoy yourself and enjoy the rest of the tour. Thank you very much for having me, man. I'll speak to you again soon. No worries. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.